This podcast contains content and language not suitable for some listeners. Welcome to Oddities and Curiosities, a podcast about murder, the paranormal, and other oddities sure to pique your curiosity. We are Amanda and Brittany. Hello, hello. Hi. How are you, love? Well, you just called me old, so I'm a little perturbed. (laughs) Oh my God. You did not have to broadcast that to literally the world. (laughs) I was telling the truth. Thanks. And Lizzo says the truth hurts. (laughs) (laughs) And she is wise. (laughs) I do believe that I got tagged in a meme one day about how having an elderly friend, how you and Delano would be helping me on my walker. Is I believe that's what it was. Um, I don't remember that, but I'm not going to deny it because it could be true. (laughs) So... I don't want to hear it. It's fine. <laughs> she has a little issue with her back today because she's been coughing her lungs up for the past three days. So I said, yeah, it's called getting old. And she didn't like that. But I thought it was funny. No, because I'm only 22. I I keep forgetting. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's fine. I am excited, though. I'm excited about this episode. It's episode 57. I am too. And it's a big one. It's Amityville. Yeah. So we Surprise. get murders and spookies all in one place. All, all of the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And there's so much that we're both working on the same case. So yeah. How about them apples? We tag teamed it again. How about that? <laughs> tag team back, back again. again. <laughs> I know the whole song. Whoop. There it is. Oh my God. I've heard it. I am several times. That was an elderly person sing song. Oh, see, you did it that time. That wasn't me. You did it all to yourself. It's fine. This is so weird on my phone. (laughs) Okay, so my laptop died. (laughs) It's no more. No, I think it may have kaputted. So I'm doing this off of my phone and it's weird. (laughs) It kind of looks funny. Yeah, there's something missing. I feel like I should. Should I just put it up here anyways? Just to. As a prop, or we have? Do we have props now? Oh, I'm like, what did I do with it? It's right next to me. There you go. Look, I can prop my phone up on it. I cannot, (laughs) (laughs) and it won't feel weird. She's legit doing it. I am genius over here. I'm telling you, (laughs) you are working with a genius. Well, while you do that, okay, I'm gonna tell the people to follow us on the socials. Yeah. On Facebook and Instagram for pictures from the episodes and hump day treat stuffs and shenanigans. Yep. Yeah. Keep up with what we're doing. Yeah. Do that. It's fun. It's it's good times over there. Yeah. Good times. I like it. Um, Speaking of hump day. It's hump day. (laughs) 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 Once again... Very glad you cannot see our little hump day dances. Um, it ain't cute. It ain't cute. Whatever. I think it's cute, but I just don't want anybody else to see it. <laughs> I'm okay with you seeing it. That's okay. It's as far as it goes. Um. So, yeah, it is hump day. Yeah. And, and episode 57 calls for a very special hump day treat. Indeed. Yes. Indubitably. Miss Brittany. 
What did you bring us? Okay. <laughs> so I bring you another cocktail from the Mixology and Murder cocktail yes. guide. This time I got all the correct ingredients. Yes, you did. I am so proud of you. And it looked fairly close to the picture. So I didn't even see I'm the happy. picture. Honestly, I didn't even look at it. We used prettier, really pretty. We used prettier glasses in the picture. For once I had some like appropriate glasses. So what I made for you mm-hmm. is called an Amityville Amaretto. Yes. I've never had Amaretto before. Oh, it's, oh I love it. I love this it. This has been a pleasant treat. Mm-hmm. So this cocktail has Amaretto. Yes. And simple syrup and lemon juice. And you put it in a cocktail shaker and you mix, mix, mix. You shake, shake, shake. You shake it all around. Yeah. Do the hokey pokey and then pour it in a glass what? over rocks. That's ice cubes. In case you didn't know. In case you didn't know. Not actual rocks. And you... <laughs> Don't do that. And then you garnish with a lemon slice mm-hmm. and a cherry. Brittany went and got a lemon. How about a lemon? I am proud. Mm-hmm. It is really good. And you know what? You didn't, you didn't even plan this, but it's really good for your little coffee coffees that you I got know. over there. It's working out well. Mm-hmm. It's pretty thick. Yeah, that's what she said. It's so thick. <laughs> it's thick. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> <laughs> or he, uh, either, uh, to each their it, own. It goes, whatever, towards a lot of things. Um, yeah. <laughs> lots of people like it thick. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of Can't Buy Me Love. I said extra thick. I don't know that. What? I don't know that. Oh my God. He's, oh, oh my God. Okay. I should know that. You should know that. Oh no. She goes to buy her boyfriend a milkshake and he's like, he took a sip of it and he's like, I said extra thick. And she goes, you know what? Let me see. Is he shining his car? She pours it all over his car. Nice. Is that thick enough for you? I was like, Cindy, yes, bitch. That's my, yeah. Can't buy me loves your homework today, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) I'll get right on that. Get right on top of that, Rose. Right on top of that, Rose. I know that one. Okay. Well, yeah. at least you got that one. That's the uh, good shit. Okay. Anywho. Yeah. Um, so I made these doubles. And uh, then yeah. we had a quote-unquote business meeting. That's what we call it when we bullshit before we record. Um, it was important stuff. It was really important. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had a business meeting and drank most of it. So then I made us another double. So here we go. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be quite as chaotic as last week. No. But this is a really good drink. Last week. I love this. Oh, my gosh. I had to feed Brittany chicken nuggies before she left. I had to have nuggies. (laughs) We were um, a little intoxicated. Mm -hmm. It took us three hours to record that episode. And then we ordered business cards. (laughs) Then we ordered business cards after that. So we're crossing our fingers and hoping everything spelled correctly. (laughs) And that they actually look as good as we thought they did when we designed them. Yeah, because, I mean, we took a whole, like, what, 30 minutes to do that? Yeah, there was lots of clicking. We spent a lot of time. (laughs) So So there's that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Here we are. Stay tuned for that. (laughs) Okay, friends. <laughs> Before oh. I get started, real quick, what you got? Spooky stories. Ooh, 
cinnamon. <laughs> it's the spooky story stuff. I know. He got you one. <laughs> I know. So if you have stories of uh, murder or the paranormal or other oddities sure to pique our curiosity, mm-hmm. send them in. That was good. Thanks. Send it to us via email or messenger. Mm-hmm. We'll take it either way. Either way. <laughs> wow. <laughs> also what she said. Okay. She is feisty today. <laughs> feisty and spicy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, send us your shit. <laughs> Just send us your shit. Send us your shit. <laughs> Does not apply to actual shit. Thank you. (laughs) Nice disclaimer. You're welcome. All right. So let's get down to it, shall we? We shall. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So for my portion of Amityville, Mm -hmm. I'm going to cover the DeFeo murders. Mm -hmm. Just the mention of Amityville, New York can send chills down your spine. After all, one of its iconic Dutch colonial houses made Time's top 10 list of haunted places. Thanks to the notorious Amityville murders. Yeah. In the early morning hours of November 13th, 1974, six members of the DeFeo family were slain in their beds with a 35 caliber rifle. Mm-hmm. 23-year-old Ronald Butch DeFeo Jr., the oldest child, confessed to murdering his entire family in cold blood. He killed his parents, Louise and Ronald DeFeo Sr., and his siblings, 18-year-old Don. 13-year-old Allison, 12-year-old Mark, and 9-year-old John Matthew. So, I have a picture real quick. If you want to go to the notes. It says siblings. And this is all the kiddos together. One big happy... Oh, my God. They're so cute. That would be Ronald and Dawn sitting on the floor. Allison's in the middle there. Mark is in the orange shirt. And John Matthew is in the plaid on the left. Oh, It looks like one of those cheesy... Thanksgiving family right. pictures. Smile. Yeah. Eh. And everybody's got their weirdest face on. They're just ready for the turkey. Mm-hmm. Feed me. We just want the turkey. We just want the turkey. Yes. So, the gruesome Amityville murders are regarded as the reason for the spirits haunting 112 Ocean Avenue, or High Hopes, as it was known to the locals. I have a picture of the house and a little sidestep. And a little sad stuff. Okay, first, okay. look at High Hopes. The picture okay. that says High Hopes. That's a picture of the house. Yes. With the iconic windows. I love the windows. Yeah. Mm. And my sidestep. While I was doing my research, every time I read the words, Ocean Avenue, yellow card played in my <laughs> head. <laughs> There's a place off Ocean Avenue where I used to sit and talk with you. Yes, I love that song. And it felt so right. Sleeping all day, staying up all night. <laughs> it makes me think of interns' nights. I love that song. Oh, oh, I cannot wait for another show. But legit, oh every fucking time I read that line, like or read anything that said Ocean Avenue yes, on it, yes, that song played in my head. So y'all are welcome for the karaoke. So anyway, yes, that's the house. High hopes. The windows are fab. Yes, they are. So some argue that the DeFeo family were victims of the house. Did Mm -hmm. an evil presence reside at the house before the Amityville murders and force a young man to kill his entire family? I don't know. 
I don't know. Okay. What we do know is that Ronald's childhood was financially comfortable, but not content. His father was a domineering and abusive man, and his mother seemed to fade into the background under his overbearing personality. From that, Ronald grew increasingly troubled into young adulthood. He began to rely on drugs and alcohol to cope. Ronald admitted to being a user of LSD and heroin. He lashed out physically and even threatened his father with a gun. Ronald's parents hoped that a weekly allowance and gifts would make their son happy. <laughs> yeah, that never yeah, works, that, that friends. No, it doesn't no. work. Mm-mm. By 18, Ronald technically held a job at the family-owned car dealership, but rarely bothered to show up. Why would he? I wouldn't. He's not being forced to do anything. Yeah. He's already getting allowance. Why have a job? Yeah. You're living at home. You're getting allowance. Maybe he needed more LSD and heroin. Mom, we're out of Little Debbie's. <laughs> Mom, the meatloaf. <laughs> we want it now. The meatloaf. Mama, the meatloaf. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I never know what she's doing back there. <laughs> Wedding Crashers is the shit if y'all don't already know that. <laughs> Oh, my Matt would be so happy. That's no. one of our favorite parts of that movie. <laughs> it's so good. So on November 13th, 1974, it wasn't unusual that Ronald decided to leave work at noon out of boredom. He met with friends at Henry's Bar, just blocks from his home, and was constantly calling his house to no answer and complaining about it to anyone who would listen. So he was just like calling home oh constantly and it's like, hey guys, nobody's picking up the phone. Like... You fucking weirdo. Nobody gives a shit. Would you quit your whining? Right? He eventually left the bar. Well, that's good. And the next time anyone saw him, the entire town of Amityville would be changed forever. Bum, bum, bum. Again. Drink responsibly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm going to take a drink. Okay. Ugh. Ronald re-entered the bar around 6.30 a.m. I guess they're open 24 hours. Okay. Yelling, you've got to help me. I think my mother and father are shot. He fell to his knees and began crying. Some patrons followed him back to the house on Ocean Avenue and became witnesses to the horrifying scene. Upon arriving, the men found the front door unlocked. Inside, the house was dark and still. Shaggy, the DeFeo family sheepdog, began barking as they entered. The dog was tied up to the inside of the kitchen's back door. Upstairs, all six bodies were found in their beds, positioned on their stomachs. The killer shot his parents twice while all the children had been killed with a single shot. Mm. Physical evidence suggested that his mom and his younger sister were awake at the time of their deaths. The victims appeared to be shot with a high-powered rifle at around 3.15 a.m. Mm-hmm. That's a bad hour. I'm just saying, like... It's the witching hour, though. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. Y'all can say it's bullshit all you want to. We're not going to listen to you. Nope, we're not going to listen to you <laughs> but you can it's say not it. true. <laughs> but you can say it. But you can say it if you want to. Officer <laughs> Kenneth Graguski... Y'all, okay. <laughs> of the... Ah, that's a Polish ski. S-K-I. It is. Mm-hmm. I know things. You do. (laughs) Yeah. You know a few. Every now and then. So, Officer Graguski of the Amityville Village Police Department arrived first. Sounds like a nickname. Graguski. The Gregster. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's great. <laughs> the men were grouped in the front yard trying to comfort Ronald, who was crying uncontrollably. Mm-hmm. I'm not going back into that house. My mother and father are dead. He kept screaming. Finally, the officer was able to get him back inside and sat Ronald at the kitchen table. After Officer Graguski inspected the scene, he immediately called police headquarters to report the murders. Detectives and police officials came in swarms, followed by reporters and curious locals stunned by the tragic news. So I have two pictures for you real quick. Okay. One says crime scene. Yeah. I, I'm not showing any bodies. There are pictures of the bodies no, if I you want. I saw the word bodies. I gotta... No, it's okay. body bag bodies. Okay. I didn't figure y'all wanted to see dead kids in the bed. No. So I didn't get pictures of the bodies. Okay. All but right. they all are right, available right, right. under a Google search. But no, I wasn't thinking about the kids. I was being insensitive. I apologize. No, that's okay. To myself. (laughs) (laughs) Apologize to all. To all. (laughs) Uh. So the one that says crime scene is the outside of the house where you see they have the police tape up and uh, Looky Lou's standing outside already. I mean, I'd be standing outside. I'm not saying anything. I'd at least be looking out my window. And then you see a picture of them loading... At least one body into the back of ours. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, there's that. Well, at least it's an adult body. Yes, that's definitely an adult body. I can see too much of the body under the bag. Yeah. Too much of the shape. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that was enough for me. There you go. There were some things that didn't quite add up. Mm Mm-hmm. There were no signs of any struggle present on the bodies or evidence that they were drugged. No neighbors who were awake reported hearing any gunshots. Only the DeFeo's family dog barking. Upon a police investigation, Ronald's alibi of being at work and then the bar began to crumble, as police noted the family had been dead well before 6 a.m. Ronald frantically changed his story, as he would several more times throughout the investigation. Oh, good. Just love it when they do that. Yeah, people, come on. Stop. Changing your damn mm-hmm. stories. Just go go on ahead and get it over with. Suffolk County Detective Gaspar Randazzo. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's a whole lot of names. Mm-hmm. Was the first to question Ronald on the scene. In between his crying, he was able to tell Randazzo where he had been that day and how he had found the bodies. Mm. When asked who he thought was responsible... Ronald claimed that a supposed mafia hitman, <laughs> Louis Fellini, was to blame. Yeah. Detective Gerard Gosloff. All these names, y'all, I can't. Yeah, I think you're doing wonderful. Gerard Gosloff. Yeah. <laughs> Gerard Gandalf. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, it's Gandalf. Suggested that Ronald be put into protective custody if the killings were linked with organized crime. After signing an official statement, Ronald was driven by homicide detectives to 4th Precinct headquarters where he could be interviewed. Ronald continued to insist that Fellini was connected with the murders. He explained that Fellini had lived with the DeFeo family briefly and knew of a certain area in the basement where his father had stored a collection of cash and gems. Who has a collection of gems in their house? I don't know, but I would like to. What the fuck are you going to do with gems? Just give me money. Look at them and tell them they're pretty. I want money. <laughs> That's what <laughs> I, I want. want. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah, what the hell am I going to do with the gym? I don't know. Anyway, with continued questioning, Ronald seemed more intense in his willingness to cooperate, admitting petty robberies he and his friends had taken part in, hmm. feeling they had 
pulled enough information from him, the detectives allowed him to sleep while they returned to the scene of the murder. Investigators soon discovered boxes of thirty-five caliber ammunition in his room, which matched the murder weapon. Further questioning of his friends revealed Ronald was a gun fanatic. The pieces began to fall into place because Fellini had a solid out-of-state alibi, and soon Ronald confessed to police what was already assumed to be the truth. He uh, murdered his family by himself. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, he did. Oh, God. And here's a quote from him. Okay. It all started so fast. Once I started, I just couldn't stop. It went so fast. That's not cool, bro. <sighs> Ronald stood trial on October 14th, 1975. His attorney, William Weber, gave an insanity plea stating that the defendant heard voices that told him to kill his family. The insanity plea was supported by the psychiatrist for the defense. The prosecution argued that while the drug abusing Ronald was troubled, he had an antisocial personality disorder, meaning he was fully aware of his actions at the time of the attack. Mm. A jury convicted him on six counts of second-degree murder and sentenced him to six concurrent sentences of 25 years to life. Yeah. I have an arrest picture. Okay. He's coming out of the courthouse, it looks like. He's in handcuffs. He is in handcuffs. And a Michael Myers uniform. Why he, are you making that face? He, he kind of cute. Stop it now. Stop it. He kind of cute. He stop it. <laughs> <laughs> enough is enough, Manders. <laughs> enough is enough. In a later version of Ronald's ever-changing story, he alleges that his sister Dawn killed their father. And then their distraught oh, yeah. mother killed all the siblings. Mm. I forgot about that part. Why yeah. did I forget it? Okay. Yeah. In this scenario, <laughs> okay, Ronald only killed his mother. So he said that Dawn killed the dad. Mom was so upset that she killed all her children. And then Ronald had to kill his mom. Yeah, that makes no sense. We'll never know. Yeah. Then in another telling by Ronald in 1990, uh -huh. he has Dawn shooting all the DeFeos before he kills Dawn. Ronald, at another time, confessed that along with his sister Dawn and two of his friends, he planned the murders of the family out of desperation. He claimed that what led to the killings was their father's regular abuse, and it was initially Dawn's idea who killed their siblings first. He then claimed he knocked her unconscious onto her bed and shot her in the head. There are other theories that place a second shooter in the house. Okay, look, bruh, just stop. Just Give stop. it up. Look, after you've changed your story two times... We're going to stop believing you. Mm -hmm. We're not going to listen to anything you say after that. We're just looking at the facts, yeah, bro. Just, yeah. Just just shut up. Just stop. Okay. Sorry. It was no surprise <laughs> to anyone that all of his appeals and requests were denied by the <laughs> parole board. <laughs> Thank God. So I have the most current picture I could find of him. Okay. It says, most current. Oh, he's not cute anymore. Never mind. Ma'am. Ma'am. Yeah, look, I think it was the photo. Like, he had, like, the little bit of hairy patch, like, sticking out the top. <laughs> it was kind of... It was, it was, get a hold of yourself. It's woman. not, it's not cute anymore. I changed my mind. <laughs> it, look, the picture was grainy. <laughs> In my defense. You're like hardcore defending yourself right now. <laughs> yes, I am. It's fine, ma'am. It's fine. Cause I look at this picture and I'm going, oh God, it's prison's hard on people. <laughs> sure. We can go with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's. Well, um, here's a little tidbit mm. for you. Okay. Ronald was found dead on Friday, March 12th, 2021 <laughs> yeah. at the Albany Medical Center. Yeah. His victims are all buried at the St. Charles Cemetery in Farmingdale. I'm assuming that's in New York. 
Wait, what was his cause of death? I don't know. Oh, okay. He was, yeah, because I've never heard that either. All I found was that he was in police custody when he died in 2021. Alrighty. After Ronald's claim at the involvement of an evil entity, it was obvious that various conspiracies would rise. Oh, Lord, yeah. Detectives did reveal that there was no silencer on the rifle and the neighbors should have been able to hear the gunshots, but no one heard anything. Though the stories of the Amityville house being haunted are subject to debate, there is very little doubt that Ronald was present for the mass murder of his family in the home. But the question still lingers. Is the Amityville house really haunted? Mm-hmm. The horrifying murders inspired the 1977 book, The Amityville Horror, A True Story, and two years later, a cult classic film followed. And by several more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the beginning of the snowball. Yeah. And that was my case, friends. Good job, ma'am. Thank you. Well done. Okay. Well, I'm going to pick up after that. Okay. I hope I got everything. (laughs) It's fine. All right. So, to pick up where Britt left off, the Amityville house where the DeFeo murders took place was sold to George and Kathy Lutz in... 1975, but it wasn't until after the family moved into the house in that December that the reported hauntings of the house allegedly set in. George and Kathy believe their purchase of the 4,000 square foot house at $80,000 was a steal. Hell yeah. Uh, Yeah. But they moved out 28 days later after terrifying incidents allegedly forced them to flee. Yeah. 28 days later. I mean, that's that's some intense stuff. Yeah. Right? So from green slime oozing from the walls and eyes peering into the house from outside to foul odors and Kathy allegedly levitating in bed, it was a rather, like, disquieting month. Hmm. It was eventful. That's gross. <laughs> green slime yeah, oozing. That's gross. that's gross. Ew, I don't like oozing. No. That's gross. I can hear oozing. You know? Anyways. So, there are many controversies over the events that allegedly took place. Reports from the investigation by Ed and Lorraine Warren are documented as a demonic presence using the home to get to the families that had lived there. I love that Ed and Lorraine were involved. Mm -hmm. I love them so much. Anyways. So, both families left themselves wide open to the inflictions. Ronald DeFeo Jr. and his mind-altering drug use... Ronald Sr. and the negative energy um, behind his abuse, and George Lutz, who dabbled in the occult, supposedly. Mm. You know, not to mention all the murders. Right. All right. So let's get into the hauntings. Okay. Why not? Let's yeah. just, yeah, that right. Let's just go. On the first night in their new house, the Lutzes reported that they felt strange sensations throughout the house. Within a few days, drastic changes in the family members' personalities began, which ultimately caused arguments to ensue. Because, yes, they feed off of negative energy. They Mm -hmm. love it. And why did you not sage your house? You know they didn't sage their house. Why would you not do that when you move into a new house? Bless it, sage it. What I mean, something. Mm -hmm. Whatever your little ritual may be, Mm -hmm. do something. Mm -hmm. Set some crystals out. Something. Whatever you need to do. Put the crosses above your door because I know that's I was raised Catholic, so that's a thing. Do what you do. Anyways. Mm -hmm. 
Um, George complained of constantly feeling chilled and spent most of his time stoking the fireplace. Okay, crazy man. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's a crazy, crazy man staring into the fire, you know? Yeah. Uh, just, That's a little crying. Um, his grooming habits began to change as well, and Kathy's health began to deteriorate drastically. Their daughter had an imaginary friend, which isn't unusual for a child. Their daughter's name is Missy. They had two sons, Daniel and Christopher. Okay. But there you go. <laughs> There's the family. Um, since I'm saying that, you want to go look at the family real quick? Yeah. Okay. So it's the first picture. Okay. Okay. Well, there's George and Kathy. There's Daniel and then Christopher and Missy. And I forgot what the dog's name is. Puppy dog. But the dog didn't like supposedly what was going on in the house either. Uh, Of course not. Animals sense that shit. Yes, they do. All right, so the daughter had an imaginary friend, which isn't unusual for a child. However, her friend was a red-eyed pig named Jody. Yeah, that's a little weird. Jody also made it clear that no one else could see her unless she wanted them to. Okay. Foul odors. It's the pig in your house. That's the foul odor. <laughs> Black stains on the toilet. Ew. And a green, slimy substance appeared throughout the house. The Lusses also claimed hundreds of flies appeared in Kathy's sewing room, even though it was the dead of winter. And then they would just disappear. That's a bad sign. That is a bad sign. Notably, George reported that he awoke every night at 3.15 a.m. Huh. Coincidentally, is when the police predicted the DeFeos were murdered. George reported his wife began to levitate above the bed in her sleep. On one occasion, she transformed into a 90-ish year old hag right before his eyes. Okay, that shit's creepy. That's not okay. That's not okay. <laughs> That's not okay. I might pee on myself and run out of the house screaming. <gasps> it's every yeah. man for himself. Fuck mm-hmm. y'all. Um, <laughs> Doses. <laughs> um, afraid and not sure where to turn, the Lutzes tried numerous times to contact the Catholic priests, only to have their calls cut off whenever they tried. Damn. Fucked up, dude. (laughs) Deciding to take matters into their own hands, they began to walk the house with a crucifix while reciting the Lord's Prayer. Okay. Um, You need a little bit more than that, but that's a good start. Mm -hmm. A band of voices responded to this action. Will you stop? (laughs) You're annoying the shit (laughs) out of me. Oh, my God. Enough already. (laughs) I'm trying to sleep. Calm down, friends. Now, could you play some metal? (laughs) Pass that. Can you pass it? (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. I'm going to be a fun ghost. (laughs) I just want to chill. Can we just chill? Can we? Can everybody just calm the fuck down? (laughs) Look, I'll let you walk through me. Look, do it. Do it. Do it. It's super cool. It's fun. Super cool. I love the memes about, like, why do ghosts have to be from the Victorian ages? Like, why can't we have a 90s ghost in the corner going, it's Britney, bitch? That's a good question. Yeah. Huh. Friends? Why? Why? (laughs) Is there, is there a, there's got to be a reason. Did somebody close the portal? What is going on? (laughs) Like, 
we cut, we cut it off in the seventies. That's it. <laughs> That's it. No We're more. Done. We're done. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> Like they come to the portal and they show their ID. (laughs) I've been watching a lot of Charmed lately, so maybe the Hallowell sisters intervened and there's no more ghosts. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Well, damn. I would really like to hang out with the '90s ghosts. We could get along very well. Mm -hmm. Just saying. (sighs) Yeah. (sighs) Goals. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) God. Oh my god. What did I just do? <laughs> You're inviting shit. You better stage when I leave. Sorry. I didn't mean it. I rebuked that. Okay. <laughs> call me and be like, okay, I love, I love new kids on the block, but they just won't stop. <laughs> They're playing Backstreet Boys. Make it stop. Make it stop. <laughs> And repeat. (laughs) She won't stop singing Jagged Little Pill. I just don't know what to do anymore. Now, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. If you had a ghost standing in the corner constantly singing Jagged Little Pill, would you really be happy about it? No. That would be a little creepy. I know. The fact that it's only one song. Can you at least do the whole album? Because just the one song is really creeping me out. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm serious. Let's do a whole concert thing. Yeah. (laughs) Can we have a sing along? <laughs> Can we get on this like now though? <laughs> God. I don't know. That chick in the corner says she's down. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> we veered off topic. It's, yeah, we did. <laughs> I don't even know where I'm at. Okay. <laughs> We're at your house. It's <laughs> <laughs> a knee slapper right there. <laughs> I got jokes. You got dad jokes. <laughs> okay. So their last night in the home was reportedly their worst with thunderous banging and rappings throughout the house, furniture moving on its own, and the children being terrorized. That was enough for the Lutzes. Then they left to stay at uh, Kathy's mother's house. They they were gone. Peace out, Girl Scout. Deuces. Uh, I would have left when my started levitating above the bed. Come on now, friends. You yeah. know better. You know better. Yep. So, the investigation. When the Warrens were called to investigate three weeks later, several occurrences happened to them as well. Ed was in the basement using some religious provocation and was physically pushed to the floor. Okay. Lorraine had an overwhelming sense of a demonic presence. She was plagued by psychic impressions of the DeFeo's dead bodies covered with white sheets laying on the floor. That's not okay. She also experienced being pushed back by an unseen force. Would you stop shoving me? Mm-hmm. That's not cool. That we You don't have to be so rude. Don't put your hands on me, friend. My God. One of the most popular photos taken during the investigation was what appeared as the spirit of a little boy peering from the second floor. Their belief is this may have been the youngest DeFeo boy who was only nine years old when he was murdered. Do you want to see the photo? I synced it. I'll see it again. Yeah, you have seen it. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people that have seen it, but, um, synced it again. I mean, it's also got a photo of their, Youngest boy in it, so I yeah, that's creepy as fuck. I'm yep. getting it off my screen. Yep, pretty sure that's real. I'm very aware of how close my back is to your stairwell. Whoa. Stop! I gotta drive home by myself. 
Um, okay, so I have a little bit of a like more info about this one. So it was allegedly fo- taken inside the Annieville house in 1976. It's become one of the most favorite, famous paranormal photos of all time. It features what appears to be their youngest boy. So it was on the Merv Griffin show back in 1979, three years after it was taken. The image was supposedly captured by Gene Campbell, a professional photographer who was part of the team who worked with paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine. Gene had set up an automatic camera that took infrared pictures to capture the second floor landing during the night. Equipped with black and white film, his camera captured this Amityville ghost boy that some have speculated could be the ghost of their murdered child, Johnny. Others believe that the image is that of Paul Bartz, an investigator working with the Warrens the night the photo was taken. The white eyes could have been caused by the infrared film. Dozens of websites have set out to prove and disprove the ghost photo, but most people have yet to be convinced one way or the other, thus allowing the infamous photo to continue to cast its spell. It looks real to me. Me too. I ain't looking at it no more. Yeah, I'm, I'm good on that. Yep. Further investigation revealed that John Ketchum owned, once owned the land. He practiced black magic in a cottage that was once on the property before the Dutch colonial house um, that was built in 1924. Okay. Ketchum was buried on the property, and his remains continue there to this day. Okay. Um, Jay Anson's 1977 book, The Amityville Horror, was based on these reported events and served as the foundation for the 1979 film of the same name, mm-hmm. which was remade in 2005. Mm-hmm. Stop. Just stop doing remakes. But wasn't Ryan Reynolds in that? It just, it wasn't. But wasn't Ryan Reynolds yeah, in that? Yeah, I know. But I guess it's because, like, I saw the original but wasn't Ryan yeah, Reynolds I, in that? <laughs> he can do whatever he wants that's to do. That's true. You leave him alone. I'm sorry. He can be in whatever movie he wants to. Okay. Okay. I I suck tonight. <laughs> I I am apologizing a lot. Um, <laughs> well, you, if you asked Ryan Reynolds, he would say you suck tonight. He would. Because you just shat on his movie, so. The book became a bestseller. <laughs> While the film grew into a classic and legions of horror aficionados flocked to town. <laughs> horror aficionados. <laughs> horror. <laughs> it threw me off. Legions of horror aficionados. <laughs> legions. <laughs> legions of them. Anse's book used 45 hours of the family's recorded interviews as a basis. And one of the three Lutz children, Christopher... Confirmed that the hauntings happened. However, he also said that the events were exaggerated by his stepfather, George. Hmm. George was curious about por- pa- <laughs> porn. <laughs> That's no. a whole new curious nope. George. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. <laughs> All right. Uh- <laughs> I am dead. I read Ashton Curious George books all the time. And it always starts with, George was curious. Well, now you have curious George porn. Fuck. (laughs) Hey, Pornhub, I expect to get paid for that. (laughs) It's my idea, okay? Fuck. So, we're keeping that in there, apparently. (laughs) Curious George will never be the same. (laughs) George was curious. (laughs) 
<laughs> if he went to Pornhub, <laughs> would he find that girl on girl action he was looking for? <laughs> Okay. I'm going back to sip of my Amarillo. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to try to read some more. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Uh, <laughs> I can't even read it. You and I are as well. I can't read it. <laughs> so George was curious yeah. about paranormal activity. And actively tried to summon spirits. Oh, I got the perfect meme for that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) My cheeks hurt. Oh my god, my cheeks hurt. But for real though, I'm gonna have to. Oh, you about to? Okay, you got it on hand. It's ready to go. All right. Okay. Thank you for reading the first part of that sentence. I'm gonna. You find the photo, okay. but had a financial motivation to sell his story to the media due to the family's severe debt. And Weber, the DeFeo's attorney, if y'all remember, said the haunting was all a hoax, which he reportedly conjured up with Anson while they were drinking. So, you know, all things come when people sit around and start drinking and talking about shit. No shit. It's when no the shit. best stuff happens. But ultimately, the house remains just that, a house. It was it has changed hands for decades with nothing but price fluctuations and a change in address serving as notable incidents. But even after the Amityville Horrors house's address changed, God, that was so much H's. I didn't like that. The public fascination never let up. Duh. To this day, countless people still yearn to get inside of the house just to get a taste of its supposed terrors. I just want to go to Ocean Avenue. <sighs> so inside the house. Okay. Yeah. At present, the Dutch colonial home is quite a property with five bedrooms, three and a half bathrooms, and a boathouse on a canal off the Long Island Sound. The house can command a high price and attract wealthy buyers. Despite its appeal, after the Lutz family moved out, it went into foreclosure in 1977. It was next owned by James and Barbara Cromarty. 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 That's not cute, y'all. I don't like that one either. Um, The owners of Riverhead Waste Raceway. With a head. (laughs) Riverhead Waste (laughs) Way. Are we supposed to know what that is? Apparently. I I don't know what that is. I didn't care to Google it. Um, good job to you, Cromartis. Okay, so okay. they changed the house um, address of 112 to 108 Ocean Avenue, mm-hmm. hoping to, you know, get rid of stalkers and retain its fluctuating value. Now, friends, the windows are the same. People are still going to know. Well, they changed the windows? To this day. Motherfucker. It remains 108. Yeah. After an uneventful decade living within its walls, they sold it to Peter and Jean O'Neill in 1987. The O'Neill sold it in 1997 for 310000 to Brian Wilson. In October of 2010, um, it sold for 950000 It was purchased by Caroline and David Antonio. He was a retired math teacher, if you wanted to know. Okay. Prior to the sale closing, hundreds of curious fans got a rare glimpse inside the legendary piece of real estate. 
damn it, I'm jealous of those people. I know. Where were we? I don't know. Most recently, the house sold for six hundred and five thousand in twenty seventeen. Okay. Yeah. Um, but before they sold it, they like restored it to its charm. Okay. I'm here for that. Um, the house has been sold and resold throughout the years and with no other claims of any paranormal activity. However, that does not mean that the events did not take place. From the sufferings of the Shinecock tribe. Shinecock? Shinecock. 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 Black magic, abuse, drug use, and the gruesome murders, it's no wonder De- the DeFeos and the Lutzes were targeted. Okay, I can't just sidle past that. <laughs> I cannot just sidle past. I have never heard of the Shinecock tribe, and I kind of want to Google it, but I'm kind of scared. I'm Googling it. I don't think that's how it's said, but when I looked up how that to pronounce like it. That Shinecock. That's how they said it, and I was like... There's that can't be right. That's got to be the white person way of saying it. Like it can't, it can't be it. It can't be shotcock. Oh, and since you googled it, it was like the computer voice, huh? Shinecock. 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 Okay, I'm googling it right now. Okay. Shinecock. <laughs> there it is. Shinecock Indian Nation. Okay. All right, friends. Let's see. It's a federally recognized tribe of historically Algonquian-speaking Native Americans. Oh. Based at the eastern end of Long Island, New York. Okay. In Suffolk County. Back to the Shinecocks. (laughs) (laughs) All right, back to the Shinecocks. No, we're done with the Shinecocks. Damn. All right. That was it. That was the only shiny cock you got today. (laughs) I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. (laughs) As for the New Jersey home used for the 1979 film's exterior shots, it was put on the market in 2011 for $1.45 then dropped to $1.35 So, ultimately, the appeal of the house and its related New Jersey home seems largely rooted in the reportedly exaggerated book and its Hollywood adaptations. To this day, horror fans truly convinced by the haunting still visit the place, hoping to catch a glimpse of a ghost. Yeah. So, all ghosties all the time. Lots of ghosties. I yeah. think I think they're just picky on who they reveal themselves to. Probably. Because I think you have to have a gift to be yeah. able to see them. I do, too. I think you have to have that sixth sense mm-hmm. kind of thing. I see that. I don't see them, but I feel them. So, we'll never know, probably, why Ronald killed his family. I don't know. Maybe it was the voices. Maybe. Could be the demonic influence that occupies the land. Maybe. No one knows. Could be the heroin. Were the hauntings real? (laughs) Could be the heroin. Could be the heroin. I don't know. Could be... Dabbling in the occult. I, I, we don't know. There's no way to know. But it didn't happen to us. Nope. So. Okay. There's no way to know. No way to know. But it's a fun story. It is. (laughs) Well, lovely job, my dear. There's many other things, but I was like, 
Okay. Oh, you have pictures of the house, though. Oh, I do have pictures of the house now, and I really want to go live there. Um, I think it needs to be like our little, maybe fall time house. Yeah. Autumn house. Yeah. So we can see the leaves change. I would love to sit on one of these little patios and watch the leaves change. And look at the water. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm looking. I, I did a photo collage because it was too many pictures. It was a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot of photos. Um, but you can see the outside of the house. They did get rid of. The windows are still there, but they're not the same shape. The, the eye windows. And that's unfortunate. Yeah. When we buy the house, house, we're putting the windows we're back. We're putting them back. Fuck y'all, we're putting them back. I like the little sunroom. I'm here for the sunroom. The sunroom is new. I'm here for that. Um, they redid the boathouse. Mm-hmm. And uh, the dock and a few other little things. that um, And the deck above the sunroom. I'm here for that. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm laying out. Oh, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to be out. in a bonnet with an umbrella over my head, but it's That's fine. fine. You can be down at the patio table. Because I would look like a lobster person. You might. <sighs> yeah. I was going to say, nah, but you might. Ma'am. I am. I know. I know. I'm I'm talking to Casper over here. Mm-hmm. I got Wednesday Adams across from me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I burn and look like a lobster, and then it peels off, and then there's brand new freckles. Every time. I hate that. I get an extra freckle every time. It's not fair. It's fine. It is what it is. All right. So that was fantastic. I thought it was great. I like that. Yes. This was a fun one. We got all the things. Yes, we did. I love all the things. Love all the stuffs. What's next week? I'm not going to tell y'all, but I'm going to look. No, we're not going to tell them. What, then my Monday mind said. teasers would be pointless. That's what I just said. I ain't telling them. I don't know what. I like it. I think we've ever mentioned those before. Hey, every Monday, like until that Wednesday, pretty much, we post little hints and little teasers about like what our episode is going to be. Mm-hmm. Feel free to take a wild gander at that. Shannon always guesses, and she's gotten some. She right. does. She's mm-hmm. she's pretty damn close. So she's a good guesser. You may have a bit of competition. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Next week's going to be great. <laughs> Next week is going to be great. It's going to be great. Well, um. <coughs> I'm good. So, since we forgot this last week. Oh! <coughs> let's do the douche box. Douche box! Dude. This episode is coming to you on August 31st, Wednesday. Y'all. All right. Cold read for you from the, just in case you forgot, serial killer calendar this day in killer history book. Okay. So, just we got? I'm scared. Serial killer Billy Richard Glaze was apprehended <laughs> Glaze okay on August 31st 1987 Glaze became a suspect in the 1986-87 murders of three Native American women in the Minneapolis Minnesota area after a waitress brought him to the attention of authorities I was going to ask if they were in the Shinecock area <laughs> No they're a little <laughs> far from Shinecock they're not in Suffolk County <laughs> <laughs> All right, where where was I? Oh, information from a girlfriend led investigators to look for him in New Mexico. So the murders occurred in Minnesota, and he made his way to New Mexico. 
That's a that's a good distance. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> right there. You betcha. <laughs> Glaze was arrested August 31st, 1987, while driving under the influence of alcohol for a violation of his parole from a Texas conviction for rape in 1974. Oh, so good. he's been busy across the country. Yes. The arresting officers found a bloody shirt, crowbar, and nightstick in his truck. Hair samples from the crowbar were used to convict him of murder. He was convicted of three counts of first-degree murder. He would be eligible for parole 52 years later. Uh, no. At sentencing, he maintained his innocence. Glaze was housed in James T. Vaughn Correctional Center in Smyrna, Delaware. T. Vaughn. Okay. T. Vaughn. All right, T. Bow. <laughs> so I just ate my cherry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, wow, it soaked up a lot of the amaretta. I bet it did. Boy, did it. Wow. I was trying to figure out what that number eight means. Like I a reference no, number, yeah. like something like that, yeah. like a footnote. Yeah, huh? I have no idea because there, there ain't shit in here. Well, what the fuck? Eight mean? What does eight mean? What is eight? I don't know. But there we go. There's our douche. I have unresolved issues. I need. To I know can't what even eight focus means. on the douche except that his name was Glaze. <laughs> Glaze. That's not cute. That's <laughs> not cute. No, it sounds like he should have been in jail already. Mm-hmm. I'm glad he had him a little nice cross-country adventure. Since he'd been raping and pillaging across the country. Right. Like a goddamn Viking. Douche. Ugh. Ugh. Boy. All right. So, once again, spooky stories, friends. Spooky stories. Rate mm-hmm. and review. Yep. Spooky story hump day treats. Or, you know what? Just for the month of October. Or just spooky season. Period. Because you know what? You know what? Yeah, because, like, spooky season is, like, literally tomorrow. So, we count September. Why? Not, why is there a question of that? Why, why do you feel like you need to defend that? Why wouldn't September 1st be the official all start of people spooky do. season? Some people are crazy, quote-unquote, normal, and don't Ew. start it until October. No. All year spooky season over here. True. Mm-hmm. I may or may not buy my regular everyday clothes at Spirit Halloween. I have to What's show you what I bought today. <laughs> I have to show you what I bought today. Okay. On Amazon. <laughs> the way she's laughing is scary. Because I'm not supposed to be spending money. Oh, well, stop buying shit on Amazon. It was only $12. And the last thing was only like $8. And then the thing before that was only like $30. No, and the thing before stuff. that. Look, once you see it, you'll be like. Okay. Okay. You'll 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 get it. I'm not judging. I know. I've been to it's Target just twice this spending. week. <laughs> I have my priorities in check. Okay. Okay. All right. So I yeah. need to go see what Amanda bought on Amazon. So, yes. um, so we're gonna go because now I really yeah. I'm, I'm so excited to show her. Okay. I'll show y'all too. Um, happy spooky season. Happy spooky season. Happy hopping. Yeah, that too. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget to visit us on Facebook and Instagram for episode picks and announcements. Please rate and review on Apple, Spotify, and Facebook. We want to give a huge shout out to Stephen Goetzky for editing, Craig Weaver for music, and our very own Amanda Hagens for art. We'll talk at you next week.